Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week four, day four of our study of Acts. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Acts 10, 23 through 48. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. And before we get started, I want to encourage you, again, to remember to read the book of Acts once a week for the next 10 weeks. Reading it 10 times over this 10-week period, it really will transform how you interact and encounter God's Word. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your Word has to say to us. Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's Word. We're reading today from the NIV. This is Acts 10, starting in verse 23. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. Now, this is, remember, going back, we... we, uh, we Peter had the vision of the sheet and the Lord told him not to call anything unclean. And then all of these things serendipitously, right? They all fall together at the same time. And Peter realizes he needs to go with these guys. And so, you know, they come and now he's he's going. And when he gets to Caesarea and finds Cornelius, Cornelius hasn't just invite, you know, just gotten his family, his, his immediate family together to hear this. He's gotten everybody he can, right? Like he has gone and and found everyone he can because an angel appeared to him. And so he's like, I want everyone I know to hear whatever this man Peter has to say. I mean, an angel told me this guy was going to be there. They went and they found him exactly as the angel told me. Now he's come back. This is a huge moment. I mean, this is such a supernatural collision going on here. Peter knows it, Cornelius knows Everyone understands the, the importance of this meeting. Let's continue on. Verse 25. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. Now, Cornelius, he was a God-fearing Greek, a God-fearing Gentile, right? But still, there's this idea, I don't know if this this guy that's coming, is he deity? Is he God? I don't know what he is. An angel told me to expect him. And so Cornelius falls on the ground before Peter. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work that way. That's you, you, you got this a little wrong. And Peter might not know that you know Cornelius is as God-fearing a Gentile as, as we're going to find out that he is, that we know that he is. Maybe Peter thinks this guy is a, you know, an idol worshiper on the side and he thinks that I'm some kind of God. He's like, no, 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 get up, get up. Continue on verse 27. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? This is a really interesting thing here, right? He's pointing out, it's like, I'm a Jew. I'm not allowed to be in your house. And this is not biblically true, right? This is not something that the Bible ever says that you can't do this. This is something that Jewish tradition tells them, the the Talmud, they have all of these extra rules and laws. And so 
Peter's referring to that, not to anything, any biblical commands where, where he's not allowed whatsoever to meet with them or associate with them or be in their house. So I think what he's doing is he's saying, you understand the Jewish law, right? He's been told Cornelius is a God fearing Gentile. So he knows he's, he's read the law. He's heard the law. He knows a little bit about this. And so Peter, I don't think Peter is trying to be rude here. I think what he's saying is this is an, a special meeting. And I think we all realize that. So tell me in your own words, right? I'm sure they told him on the way <clears throat> the story, but he's saying, tell me in your own words, why you wanted me to come. Verse 30. Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. So this is all really specific information, really specific. When we survey supernatural encounters in scripture, few of them are quite this specific, right? Go to this town and ask for this guy by this, you know, given name and another name. And he's staying at this guy's house by this name, right? This is such detailed information, this is really important. Any thought, anytime the Lord gives really, really clear, detailed information, it's really, really important. All right, continuing on. Verse 33, so I sent for you immediately and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Now, so they're in this area, and Peter is is telling them this, but he's also reminding them under the assumption that you've been here for a while, for a few years, so you know about all of these events that happen. You know about Jesus, you know about John the Baptist, you've heard all of these stories about all of these things that went on in this area. And so Peter's just calling that to their memory to set the stage. Verse 39. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all of the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. I mean, Peter had to give like the shortest gospel presentation ever. I mean, all of the other sermons that we've seen Peter's 
preach so far. They've been much longer and they were probably even a lot longer than what's recorded. And here Peter doesn't even get done with the message. He doesn't even give them the opportunity to, you know, his, his, his line up to this point has been repent and be baptized, you know, and, and, and follow the Lord. He doesn't even get to that. He doesn't even get to give the, the altar call, so to speak. And they all start getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse 45, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. This is a really big deal. And and the reason that it says, you know, the circumcised believers that came with Peter, the reason why they're so astonished and everyone's astonished is that these guys, and remember our distinction about the, the way that Jews kind of saw the different classes of people, how they kind of organized the world in their mind. You had Jews, you had Hellenistic Jews, you had Jewish converts, and then you had God-fearing Gentiles, and then you had just the pagans, the Gentiles, these five classes of people. Well, Cornelius is in that fourth class of God-fearing Gentile. He's not circumcised. No one in his house is. They're not following the laws of Moses necessarily, but he's honoring the God of the Israelites. He's giving offerings to the poor in honor of the one true God, but he's not circumcised. He doesn't follow the law of Moses. And so up to this point, every single person, Jew and Gentile, all, all the believers, all the Christians are Jews or they are Gentiles who have converted to Judaism first or at least converted to Judaism as part of, you know, wanting to follow God through, through the name of Jesus. And so this is something uniquely different. We're going to see this is going to create quite a stir, quite a controversy in the church in Jerusalem over the coming weeks and months and actually years to come over this idea of can you be a Christian and not be a Jewish convert as well? Can you just be a Gentile, uncircumcised, not necessarily following the law of Moses? So right here in this moment, these people had no intention of converting to Judaism and the Holy Spirit fell on them before Peter ever even could have gotten to, you need to be circumcised and follow the laws of Moses and then accept Jesus. Peter never even got to that. If, if that was going to come out of his mouth, it, he didn't get to it. The Holy Spirit fell on them. The gift of the Holy Spirit, and in this case, them speaking in tongues in exactly the same way that Peter and all of the other disciples that are there with them, they understand, holy cow, this is the unmistakable gift of the Holy Spirit being poured out on them. Something that they can't give, right? Peter and the, the, these guys, they know that it's not up to them to baptize these people in the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do this. And the Holy Spirit falls on them before any idea of converting to Judaism, anything else like that. So this is a really powerful moment, and we're going to feel the ripple effect of this for days, weeks, months, and years to come in the future. And by the way, if you've never accepted Jesus like these men did, 
If you've never given your life to Jesus, pledged your allegiance to him, said, I want to follow you all the days of my life, I, I want to invite you to do that right now with me. I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you've never accepted Jesus before, I want you to pray this with me. Jesus, I am a sinner and I repent of my sins. I need you to to save me from my sins, Lord, so that I can spend eternity with you. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent and I turn to you with all of my heart. I pledge my allegiance to you for the rest of my life. I'm going to make you the Lord and, and, and overseer, master of my life from here on out for all eternity. Jesus, save me. Take me to be with you in heaven one day and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, if you just prayed that with me for the first time, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. Let me know that you prayed that. I want to have a dialogue with you, get you in touch with people in your area. Um, I I really uh, want to see you flourish and continue to grow in your walk with the Lord if that was the first time that you ever prayed that. My contact information is in the show notes and description. description. Please reach out to me, and I can't wait to hear from you. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. And I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast. And my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.